Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Smackdown Review with House of the Black Mask. Introducing first, he is that bitch! <laughs> former Jam That Jam champion. He's your former fact checker. He's your former Quizomania champion. Quizomania tag team champion. He's the man with all the knowledge. Canada's very own Tempest. And you know what day it is. You know what time it is. It's sat e day. It's sat e time. We are the House of the Black Mask. Take that. We're using fists now. This is the Russell Talk podcast review of the April 14th episode of SmackDown. Make sure, of course, that you get your comments down below what you thought of this episode of SmackDown and all the things happening in WWE right now. But before we get into any of that, which we can't because this, of course, is pre recorded, <laughs> Sat. Yes, sir. What's causing all this? What's causing all this? We actually had a discussion in the office. Not much. Not much. Not much. <laughs> Not much is happening around SmackDown these days. And that's kind of the uh, what we're leading with today. Because we, we pickings were slim for a, a topic to start. SmackDown's review here. Talk about what my pickings was. We could we could certainly talk about what your pickings was. What was your pickings? Madcap Moss creates fake box and kicks for it during his entrance. We're gonna get to it because that very nearly won out. I was very tempted. <laughs> Bam! But we'll get to that. The bigger issue here. Yes. And it's most highlighted by the opening slash closing segments of SmackDown. All right. So we'll we'll, we'll take you through what happened on this show. Because this show opened with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn making their way down to the ring and basically doing 
a promo that they maybe should have done last week where they said, we won at WrestleMania. Look, after everything that we've been through, yeah. we've traveled the world ever since we were best friends, and now we're champions. Yeah. Yeah. And they tried to, yeah. And they tried to say, like, no matter where we go in the WWE draft in a couple of weeks, we are still going to defend these titles. And I, I, it doesn't really matter. But A, I thought it didn't matter what brand they were on if they were the tag champs. True. Because these tag champs you can travel anywhere. They go th to both brands. It's what, like, if you hold the belt that travels, whatever. Multiverses. Yeah. Second. They're on different brands now anyway. Like, Kevin Owens is supposedly a Raw wrestler, and mm -hmm. Sammy's a SmackDown wrestler, and it mm -hmm. doesn't matter because they've both been on both shows for, like, the last six, seven, eight months. So who cares? But, sure, make your brand split matter this time. Go with it. Cool. But they also said that the Usos would not be far behind wanting a rematch for the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championship. So sure enough... The Usos and Solisico and Paul Heyman all come out. And this is where the issue and the topic of today's podcast start to come in. Yeah. Because the Usos come out and Jimmy's like, Sammy, you keep saying that the bloodline's crumbling. The bloodline's not crumbling. We're stronger than ever. And I'm sat here going, is the bloodline crumbling? Nope. It feels like they're fine. Yep. It feels like Roman hasn't gotten too upset about the fact that the Usos lost the tag titles. And sure, by the end of the show, there was one line that sowed a little bit of doubt into that sentiment. But this was a lot of like the same things that we've been hearing for months. And this continued as Jay said, Oh, Sammy, you know, I've been thinking that, J that uh, Kevin is the one that's going to be stabbing you in the back. But nah. You're the one that's going to stab him in the back, just like you stabbed the family in the back. Yeah. And they said, oh, let's fight. And they're like, okay. They get in the ring. They're all going to fight. And Riddle comes out. He brawls with Solo Sokoa. All of them brawl, and they separate, and that's the end of the opening segment. And this is all the setup, Riddle versus Solo Sokoa later in the show. That's fine. But then later in the show, because we had a few backstage bits, Riddle talked with Sammy and Kevin and tried to hype him up and everything, and it was fine you get to the main event of the show yeah and the main event of the show is riddle versus solo and they go out there and paul Heyman first gets on the mic and paul Heyman says that in two weeks on smackdown the episode that is the start of the wwe draft they're going to have the rematch for the main event of wrestlemania the wwe tag team titles kevin owens and Sami Zayn versus the usos and He's going to guarantee that Kevin and Sammy are going to lose those titles because Roman is losing patience in the Usos. Now, the Usos did not react to that at all, which I found suspect. But, okay, interesting. We're being told that Roman Reigns is losing patience, which is mm -hmm. some sort of development here. But we continue as this match happens... It's going fine. Riddle is <clears throat> going for a lot of sleeper holds and choke holds and everything, and Solo's fighting out of it, but Riddle will grab it again. And then the Usos kind of trip Riddle up, cause a distraction, and then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come around the ring to fight them, and the referee says, no, 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 all of you, get out of here. You're out of here. You're out of here. 
And they all kind of slowly walk to the back and such. And they continue wrestling for a couple minutes. And then the Usos just come back out. Randomly. They just come back out. And so Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens come back out and be like, well, hey, they, they got thrown out and they're back, so we'll be back too. They all start fighting. Yeah. Riddle then does his like springboard corkscrew moonsault thing to the outside to take out the Usos and then gets back in the ring, gets super kicked by Solo, gets hit with a spike and gets beat. And he gets hit on the unannounced table and the table gets flipped over onto Riddle and that's the end of the show. Mm. Now, Solo is is being rehabbed a little bit after his loss to Cody. He gets a big win here over Riddle. That's fine. Whether Riddle should be losing this soon into his return or not. No. That's another matter entirely. Heck no. And this is not my grand issue with the whole episode. But for God's sakes, I can't handle these referees anymore, bro. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't handle this just like, hey, all of you, get out of here. And then they leave and come back two minutes later and the referee's like, well, what happened? The only reprieve I can give it is... I hope they're becoming more self-aware. If, for me, it felt like it was the first time they did the whole kicking people out, but they come back in within a few minutes to highlight how ridiculous it's become because not only did the Usos come out, I think what, what would have annoyed me more is if the Usos came out and, and then yeah. Kevin didn't come out. Then, yeah. <laughs> then, then, then it would have been like a nuclear rant yeah. about the referees. But I'm hoping... I could be wrong. I don't hope anymore. After WrestleMania, all hope is lost from me, guys. Every... Ounce Look of what you've done to my boy! Every ounce of positivity I used to have for this show, for, 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 for SmackDown, has gone because I don't know where this is going. So yes, to, to wrap this up, the referee situation. I hope it leads to Adam Pearce saying something, because that'll be different to what we've been getting the last few months. Even when you say there's development, oh, Roman says he's not happy with the Usos. You, you can get every clip on YouTube of times when Roman Reigns is browbeating the Usos, it'll be the same thing. That's part of the reason why we are tired of this storyline. Weeks ago, we are saying this is the best storyline in the history of WWE, possibly the best storyline in the history of wrestling, and they were so close to the finish line, and they do what they always do, stumble, fall, and burn everyone <laughs> to yeah. the ground. So there, there's a number of points I want to get to with yes. that yeah. as well, because take the refereeing thing out, which is a problem that I had with this segment specifically. Yeah. But the grander overall problem with SmackDown, and especially this whole bit right here, is just that it's still going. We had a big old rant on last week's podcast that some people really enjoyed, so shout out to you fans, where the bits of SmackDown just feel like we're treading water. We feel like we're on a treadmill here because WrestleMania was the peak. It was the end. Everything culminated at WrestleMania, and now we're just still going. Like It feels like we're in the epilogue, and somehow we didn't get the actual climactic end because Roman won, and therefore the plates are still kind of spinning. And I saw someone say on Twitter this week that it just because they're kind of botching the end of this doesn't mean that the work that they had done isn't as good. Like you can still go back and you can watch like the end of the Royal Rumble and that whole angle, and that's still like a five star angle, for example. That stuff is all well and good, but. If you were to look at, like, the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Cody Rhodes segment of the Bloodline story, mm. you know, 
Because there's a lot of nothing in that year of Brock Lesnar stuff that gets lumped in with all this. But as far as, like, the last year or so of the Bloodline story, that was, like, a 10 out of 10 story if you ended at WrestleMania. Yes. And now it's still going, and it's kind of lost some steam, and it feels stale, and we're still going. And now... It will still be looked back on positively when all is said and done, but maybe it's an 8 out of 10. I've, maybe uh, it's yeah. a 7 out of 10. Mm. You know? In, in fragments, basically, we looked back on, oh, these were good points. These were the good points, but man, it would have been great if they just like hit it at its peak, struck while the iron was hottest. Yeah. And that is a little bit disappointing to me. Same. And it gets further exemplified on SmackDowns like this, where... Previously, we would always talk. We led with the Bloodline stuff like over and over and over again just because it was the best Mm -hmm. thing on this show. Mm -hmm. And you would have the Roman segments talking with Sammy, talking with Jay, talking with whoever backstage as the thread that ties all of these things through. Mm. We don't have that now because Roman is not here, which begs the question, why'd you keep the title on him? But he's not here, and we don't have the storyline thread to tie us through the episodes. So instead, now the opening, closing sandwich meat of this, I guess the bread because the meat's in the middle, but regardless, you know what I mean. I know what you mean, man. The opening, closing segments of SmackDown now aren't interesting enough to hold our attention. No. Because there aren't any developments here. It's nothing Because the story was over. I'll give you an example. As a 90s baby, there's a TV show I used to watch. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Charmed, you name it. So there's a saying called The Big Bad. So each season had a big bad. And at the end of each season, the big bad would lose and would be gone, sometimes forever. This feels like the big bad was meant to lose at WrestleMania, but the big bad won. And we've got a new season still continuing on with the same big bad. So you're now retreating old stories and trying to put a nice little shiny bow on it but it's still the same old story and what makes it awkward now is like the wrestlers they still have the same level of urgency it's not like they're phoning in the the performance it's just that we just don't care anymore we can't be like bloodline blood and we're like i don't care all right you guys got the tag titles go face someone else go face the smelly viking raiders and usos you guys fight within yourself at least that'll make it interesting so that i think the next um adversity that the bloodline should face should be amongst themselves because with anyone else i just don't believe it i just don't believe for example the lwo let's just say they potentially win a backlash you know dominic and bad bunny wins i'm so bad bunny and rimster wins whatever so they're riding that high yeah lwo for life we want bloodline we'd be like you guys gonna lose to the bloodline for life yeah i just don't believe it anymore is when you stop believing and when you're checked out that makes it worse so i'm watching this i'm like Where's it all leading to? Before we're excited, we're like, we know it's leading to, oh, this might happen, this might happen. And some people say, well, it's about Jay Uso. The amount of times that Jay Uso have teased and then, you know, bow down to Roman, it's reaching that point where people are gonna stop caring because you're gonna get the laws of diminishing returns with each time Jay has a conflict made out, bows down to Roman. Because it feels like to me, the next chapter of the story should have been Roman Reigns losing the title, then what does Roman Reigns look like without being the champion? And then when he doesn't have the title, it's quite hard for him to justify being head of the table. Then you got Solo, who's rising up through the ranks, beating people left, right and center. He looks more like the head of the table. That could have been a story about how Roman's not insecure 
could have, Solo looks more powerful than him. They could have done the whole thing. Heck, it could have been funny. Roman goes, hey, Solo, you are not going to go for the tag titles next or maybe, you know, there's ways mm-hmm. they could have branched out this bloodline storyline, but is this the same thing after nearly three years? I'm tired of it, man. Yeah. I, I don't I do not do rants because I like to stay positive or like maybe this could happen. But since the old man's back in charge, we know what he likes. His own thing. It doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter about us complaining. I try not to be negative. I do my best. I even did a great job with making Tempest sometimes see the light. <laughs> I, you know, we have a fun time in this podcast because before we used to get complaints about, oh, we're too negative. It's our opinions. You know, everyone has opinion. It's great that we share opinions. I'm happy to see the comments in the comment section. I appreciate everyone who watched the show. But it gets to the point where we do actually get paid to watch this show. Some people can say, oh, you don't have to watch it. I need the money, okay? So I'm going <laughs> to hate watch it and enjoy my pay at the end of the month but we have to watch it and we're trying to provide a a, a perspective on what we see what we're watching right now is not what we hope for maybe that's our fault we hope for too much we put too much of a hope into a company but what's wrong with that with the other companies we put a hope in there sometimes we're rewarded that's what being a fan about being a fan is not about being disappointed being a fan is being rewarded for your loyalty and our loyalty has been pissed on hell yeah i like there's so much to that. There's so many points that I want to highlight about what you just said because I think a lot of people have kind of used the Jay Uso thing as an argument as to why Cody lost at WrestleMania. It's like, well, he it's not his story. He's not the main character. Jay Uso's the main character. That's fine. But Jay Uso's not being treated like the main character of this story right now coming out of WrestleMania. And there's so many different elements to this. Because, again, there's no reason that they couldn't have kept that same level of storytelling up the last few weeks Mm. after WrestleMania. Because there's so many developments that have happened between the Usos losing the tag titles, Roman needing help again to win at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. There's so many different directions they can take that. And granted, it's been two weeks, but we got to review these shows. If Roman had lost, and if Roman had looked at Solo Sokoa, for example, as like... You know, stay in your lane, Mm. Us. We saw how Jey Uso looked at how Sami Zayn turned on the group and how conflicted he was because we know the internal struggle of Jey Uso. It's very well documented. But Sami Zayn seemed like he came close to making him see the light. Yeah. But that's not his blood. What happens when the one that's turning on you is your blood? You can then play with that dynamic of things. And we're just not right now. No. You know? So it's tough. It's really tough. And there just isn't that much to SmackDown right now to keep us interested. And that's really disappointing when we saw how hooked everyone in wrestling was on this storyline for months and months and months. I want to add something that was great last year when we were uh, reviewing yes. SmackDown. It wasn't just the bloodline. You even had Bray Wyatt when you returned. It, all that mystique and intrigue of where things were going. That was a great time doing SmackDown when you had two uh, different storylines going at the same time. One starting off the show, the other you know, ending the show. That was, that was a great time. Bray Wyatt, come back. I want to know about Uncle Howdy. You can't, for me, you can't start. <laughs> I can see his eyes. You can't start a storyline in midstream and just stop abruptly i need the ending i'm gonna be one of those people on reddit trying to decipher <laughs> <laughs> what was it meant to happen and then years later the the, the shoot interviews about this was meant to happen blah blah break come back please finish the story finish the story because cody couldn't 
Let's finish the story. Let's finish the story, guys. <laughs> A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. But in the yeah. meantime, we're going to get right to the rest of SmackDown because we had our first match of the show, that being Xavier Woods versus L.A. Knight. Yeah! Yeah! And so, I mean, this uh, started with, like, a, a backstage pre-recorded deal where, you know, Xavier Woods was just talking about L.A. Knight and it's like, you're upset you didn't get your moment. If you worked as hard as you talked, then maybe you would have gotten your moment and such. Not bad advice. Not not bad advice, but it, it, it is what it is. And they have their match, and the match is like it's it's solid. You know, it, it's good stuff. They did some fun spots, like Xavier Woods went for a baseball slide to the outside, and LA Knight dodged it, and then 
kind of threw him backwards into the apron. That was cool. Uh, there was like a, a double foot stomp while LA Knight was draped on the ropes. That's that was solid. Xavier Woods hit a leg drop off of the top rope. Mm. Again, solid stuff. And then LA Knight went for a roll up and grabbed the tights right in front of the referee. And she was like, "Hey, don't don't do that." And he's like, "Well, what do you mean?" And then when he's talking, Xavier Woods rolls him up, grabs the tights, gets the pin. And he's like, "Ah, whatever." I'm not, I don't care that much that the babyface cheated. It, it it is what it is. It's fine. Turnabout's fair play. Whatnot. La Knight lost again. That was the so, issue. Yeah. Now there is some justification for this. Yeah. In that the next segment immediately following this is Imperium, Imperium being backstage and talking with one another, and Xavier Woods comes in with his trombone. And Ludwig Kaiser is like, do you mind? And he's like, oh, so sorry. And they start talking again. He starts playing the trombone again. And Walter's like, okay, you've gotten my attention. But you don't show me respect. You have no respect. I will beat respect into you. He's a goof. He's a goof. goof. He's a goof. I don't like goofs. You're a goof. (laughs) And Xavier Woods says, uh, I'm going to beat you for that Intercontinental Championship. You've been champion a long time. I haven't gotten a shot. Mm. I'm going to beat you for the Intercontinental title. And I'm going to take that title wherever I get drafted to. Solid enough. Sets up a match. Should be a really good match. I'm, I'm all for this. Mm-hmm. The only downside to all this is is LA Knight lost again. Yeah. You know? It's the same person. I think, I think what it is as well is Xavier Woods has beat LA Knight before. Yeah. What makes this less... It's still annoying, but what makes it less annoying is it made Xavier Woods look like a credible challenger. Yes, and I like that. I think later in the show, there's an issue where people just want title shots and they don't win matches and whatever, and I strongly dislike that. Mm. So I really do want to give them credit for the fact that this mid-card guy wins a few matches before he gets a title shot against Walter. Mm -hmm. That is all good. Yeah. It's just the fact that LA Knight's the one on the losing end of it. It's, it's because the, the the issue is, as Tempest once said, if you treat him like a loser, the fans will start to think of him as a loser. It's that weird thing where instead of him being a guy that talks a big game and backs it up, he's now a guy who talks a big game and cannot back it up. Mm-hmm. There can be a storyline about it that'll be interesting, and then it can, it can motivate him to snap out wherever it, this funk they've put him in. He doesn't feel like he's in the funk. That's always made the LNI character quite <laughs> admirable. It's like he never knows when he's in a bad situation. <laughs> Does that made the Bray Wyatt feud great? Yeah. He just didn't know. But they need to do more with him. There's so much more because I don't want him to be one of those guys when I say, oh, NXT, LA Knight, he was the best. I don't want it because I already do have Oscar. I don't want LA Knight's best time to be in developmental. There's so much they can do with him. He's a ready-made raw superstar where you can do segments with him. I keep saying. He really needs to get drafted. He's a guy that needs to get moved and needs a refresh. I'm going to say he had a talk when he was Eli Drake. I know he had a talk show segment. Dummy, yeah, these are the facts of life. I don't know if he uses the word facts of life. Sometimes he says it. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, he kind of toned down on the catchphrases. He's still like saying, yeah. But this is a guy you can give a show to, the LA Night Show, wherever. Give him a talk show. 
you know. But then again, just don't treat him like the Miz. That's what he's getting treated like. He's that guy. He's loud and blah blah. Him and the Miz are different characters. Not all loud mouth cocky characters are the Miz. Miz did not create the archetype. So let's stop that. Some people say that LA Knight needs a talk show. He needs victories. Mm-hmm. Maybe a manager. Maybe yeah. a group. Something different besides losing. He could win. I, I, it's tough to say because I don't want to tie everything back in because some of them do feel a little bit unrelated. And maybe this was just my personal expectations for this period of time after WrestleMania being different and feeling different. They said it would And be. it just feels very the same. The same you know, and we're going to get to that later in this show as well. But it was like me kind of wanting like Chad Gable to get some wins on Raw after WrestleMania. And yeah. Still kind of waiting for that. And I was like, oh, on SmackDown, it'd be really cool if we saw like Santos Escobar and LA Knight start to pick up wins after WrestleMania and have yeah. them be like the new guys mm-hmm. to go and face like, you know, we haven't seen either of those guys face Walter. No. Both of those would be really fun matches. You know, just stuff like that. And... I don't know if it's just that, oh, I'm not getting what I wanted, you know, that sort of, that entitled feeling. Or if it just does kind of feel like, oh, well, I've seen this already. Because I have seen Xavier Woods beat LA Knight. I've seen every member of Judgment Day now beat Santos Escobar. Unfortunately, yeah. You know, like these type of things where it's just like, it does just kind of feel like reruns of things that we've seen before. And after WrestleMania is kind of when I run out of patience for it. Amen. And I think that that's what it is mostly with this LA Knight business. I just want something new for the guy. But we'll continue onward because we had the uh, Riddle backstage segment that we just talked about. And then we had Judgment Day uh, first getting introduced backstage and Kayla upsetting all of them by saying that Zelina Vega embarrassed Rhea Ripley. Lol. And then they went to the ring and Damien Priest talked about, you know, just recap the whole Bad Bunny thing again. You got to get Bad Bunny on every show. And this then leads to the LWO's music hitting. And Zelina comes out, and then the members of LWO hit them from behind and then immediately run out of the ring, which was a choice. <laughs> it, 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 uh, it, it's tough, because I don't want to be negative when I don't have to be, right? And I feel like... Okay, guys, it, look, look, growth, guys. I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best here. And I don't want... Because I did not like very much on the SmackDown, I gotta be honest. Yeah. And I don't wanna just like add to that with like nitpicky things, but I thought the staging of this really just made LA the the LWO look, look like, like goofs. They looked like absolute geeks where it's like, yeah, they got the jump on the heels. They kind of hit them once and then ran away. They yeah, stood no. on the outside, it's like, hey, hey, we gotcha. And the heels were all just kind of like, ah. Like at the very least beat them down a little bit so that the heels have to roll to the outside yeah, and collect themselves yeah. before the match. And the you. baby faces can be like, yeah, come on, as opposed to the heels just being like, no, oh, these rascals, they hit, they punched us in the back of the head. How it's, dare they? It's the optics of it. Because even later on, as you described the match, Damien Priest just looked like a giant a yeah. beast in this match against all of them. At one point, it's kind of like... you. you Damien, you don't need a group. You can take him on by yourself from the way he... <laughs> Honestly, he basically does. Because <laughs> this match goes on, and Damien Priest is fighting Santos Escobar. And on yeah. paper, that sounds like a match I would like to see. Uh, I was really surprised that I hadn't seen it already. It feels like a match we've seen mm. in the past few weeks, or a few months even. But regardless, the match is pretty good. The action's solid. Uh, Damien Priest hits like an uppercut on the outside on Santos Escobar. He hits like a running elevated uh, double sledge going off of the stairs as well. 
Santos Escobar hits a hurricane run off the top rope. Beautiful. Good. Yeah. And he goes to hit the ropes, and Rhea kind of trips him up. And this is after Damien Priest has taken out both members of Legato del Fantasma. Like, just over the barricade by yeah. himself. I was like, that defeats the purpose of the group. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers advantage is not an advantage for these guys. They should have been called Bollywood boys. It's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Just bodies bumping for this massive human. But Rhea Ripley kind of trips him up. And Zelina comes over and Rhea herks her up for like a power bomb. But then Zelina hits her with a Hurricane Rana. So I'll get to this bit in a second. But this leads to the distraction that is, you know, Santos Escobar getting hit with the South of Heaven and then getting beat. Mm. And then after the match, Judgment Day just keeps beating up on the LWO. And then Rey Mysterio comes out. And Rey Mysterio and his son start fighting. And then Rey sets up for the 619. But then Rhea gets him out of there and Judgment Day leaves. Eh, okay. Again, very much feels like stuff we've seen before, because mm-hmm. it is. But I feel like all of this is their really roundabout way of setting up Zelina and Rhea Ripley for the title at the pay-per-view without Ooh. doing matches. You know, like you know what? I didn't. It didn't dawn on me until you said that. You know. Yeah. But the the issue I have is I hate how it's telegraphed. Yeah. That Zelina has no chance of winning. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, see, look at even how he responded. That's like everyone else. No, but you want the whole. You want Zelina to be matches. Like, yeah, she's not the strongest. Mm-hmm. She's the smallest. But she's hanging out with the biggest little big man, whatever. Rey Mysterio. Yeah. She. She. Zelina should be presented as someone who uses her wit and her quickness, and that will be the weakness of Rhea. They need to establish that Rhea's weakness is she's not as quick as Zelina. You need to talk up them points so that way you have that believability factor. The whole point of us watching wrestling is we believably think that a certain person could win a match, except for Madcap Moss against Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> later on. <laughs> it's a really good point, though, because, again, so many of these type of matches feel so samey from mm. what we've seen. But And I don't know that Zelina and Rhea is where we're going with this, but it just seems like the fact that they pointed it out in the backstage bit and then it happened again, I was like, okay, they must be doing this for, for a reason. So if that is the plan, if that's going to be like your women's title match for Backlash, wouldn't it be kind of neat if like this month on SmackDown, Zelina was like beating people and the matches and the segments that you were getting were the LWO and Rey Mysterio kind of rallying around her and Rey Mysterio kind of imparting wisdom upon her and taking her through various bits Mm. just to have it be a little bit different. Yeah. You know, like, it would have been completely different. And granted, Zelina's never really been the focus of Legato or the LWO or any of this. So it's different in that regard anyway. But it would so get us away from just doing the same matches of just feeding Santos Escobar to every one of these guys. I think that's where the, the issue we have with SmackDown is the lack of progression. Yeah. The whole the whole point is you get excited. You're like, oh, this is going to lead to this. This is going to lead to that. It's just like it's like a retreat. Everyone's just treading water. And you can argue, oh, maybe they're waiting to off the backlash and the draft. And that's where they have a... It, it, look, the whole point is WrestleMania is always called um, post-WrestleMania season. Mm-hmm. It's not post-WrestleMania season. It's 
like Groundhog Day. It's like yeah. we still, it still feels like we're waiting for that moment when things change. Because the brand split will change a lot of things. You know, different wrestlers that usually are used to certain shows will be on different shows. I am tired of Santos Escobar losing. What would have made it exciting is hearing his music at the end of the match. I haven't heard that in a while. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard his name announced after his intro in the beginning. I haven't heard that in the end. And the winner of the match, the guy's talented. He was over in this match. This is yeah. important to highlight. I, I meant to highlight that and forgot. But like the LWO is very popular somehow, despite getting beat all the time. I know. I was like, what? <laughs> and I'm sure the wins and losses don't matter crowd will take that and be like, oh, see, it doesn't matter if they win. Boo they, you. They, still, they can still get over. And it's like, sure, whatever, fine. But I think it is more of a testament to be like, hey, people are getting behind these guys. Let's go with them. Let's give these guys some wins and just have like, have these guys, have Legato beat Los Lotharios on this show and have Judgment Day beat whoever. The smelly Viking Raiders. (laughs) Yeah, sure. But like someone else, another low low tier team that isn't going to, piss anybody off by losing you know what i mean Mm. have the stars not be beating each other when they don't need to be no i feel like we need to get away from that because i really think that the popularity that these guys are getting is something that needs to be capitalized on and i don't think you can just sit on that forever you know you kind of have to again strike while the iron is hot i don't feel like they're pushing them as well i think ever since the t-shirt you know ceremony i want to call it that the the presentation of the t-shirt on Raw, they didn't they didn't do anything with it to the point we were worried they it got dropped. And then on SmackDown, it even it even comes to the point where Michael Cole was saying Rey Mysterio's out to back LWO. I was like, no, isn't Rey Mysterio part of LWO? Isn't right. he not like the co-leader or the co-figurehead of this group? It's not Legado and Rey. It's not LWO. It's like, it's like a merger. We're using the words merger nowadays. Yeah. It's a merger of, of two entities, a group, and this legendary figure. They, you know, eventually they could use the old LWO theme. I got excited. I was like, they own the IP, bring back the theme, whatever. They can make it more exciting. Vignettes, you name it. Talk about the history of Lucha Libre, the history of LWO, the history of 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 both uh, family members. Because, you know, Santos' dad is a legendary figure in Mexico as well. There's so many things they could do with it. That for me is like, the, I call it the anti-push. It's like they're doing mm-hmm. stuff, but they're not really putting any heat behind it and i hope that santos being over in wherever city i think was it milwaukee was it was it uh well that's where dynamite was that was a different show that's not uh because i was thinking chelsea was dissing the the city i do there was somewhere where smackdown was but yeah the crowd was great i'm hoping that santos still is over next week or the week after that because it could have been a one-off I mean, you look at how they were like last fall when they kind of showed up on SmackDown and they were doing like the backstage vignettes and the backstage promos where they were all dressed real nice and they had cigars and they had, you know, the the whiskey glasses and everything. And I always say because it's it's either them or it was Hit Row or whoever, Mm. where if you have unique backstage promo styles it makes you feel like so much more of a star because you're not just nobody. You're not filmed the same way as everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it feels like we've completely lost that part of them. Now they do just hang out and do their same promo segments backstage in the locker room instead of conducting their business like Legato. Yeah. It just doesn't exist anymore. Why couldn't you be doing that mm. with Rey Mysterio involved and doing exactly what you just said with the history and And, everything? I don't get it. Yeah, Rey Mysterio could be wearing a suit. 
Oh. <laughs> what? You telling me that Rey Mysterio wouldn't be pulling out like the most fire ass suits? Right. And they're sitting on the boat, LWO style. What? Like LWO could be cool, but I feel like they're, they're like, oh, um, Judgment Day needs punching bags. So it's, it's not even like, oh, there's a group that's going to be presented as a threat. It's like, no, Judgment Day needs something to do because they can't go after, you know, the bloodline. Because that would have been even more exciting. Because if you. Holy oh, oh, my God. What happened? <laughs> Oh, the belt fell on us. Oh, it scared the crap out of me. He saved me. Guys, guys, you saw that. Tempest saved Sat. Go on social media and tweet about how Tempest prevented me from being killed by this... By that belt. Um... Okay, so, uh, the, the old Jam That Championship... Yeah, you hold that. The old Jam That Championship is haunted. It's telling us, wrap it up, move yeah. to the next segment that yeah. we got to do. Yeah. <laughs> you get it. You get push, it. Push Legato. Push Legato. <laughs> no, Jesus please. Christ. Oh, you, I was like, oh good? my God, what's happening? You good? <sighs> yeah. You saved me. Yeah. He, he, he deflected, guys. I, I didn't know what's going on. I was just like, and he just saved me. All right. So after that, of course, we had the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions come out, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, with their with their Beyblade belts, and they got a lot of pyro. That was this. good. That was some healthy pyro they got. I mean, yeah, if, if you want to make these titles seem important, sure, this that's a way to do it. I don't think any other WWE Women's Tag Champ has ever gotten this much pyro, like ever. I'd have to like really, and that's including WrestleMania entrances and stuff, because I can't think of any. But regardless, not not the point. They come out and Raquel's like, I just want to thank you, Liv. And they're they're all lovey dovey and stuff, and it's fine. And then it's it's not fine. Okay, it's not fine, but I'm I'm trying Why? to I, I Wait, don't know. you know what? Yeah, no, 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 not in a bad way. No, this ain't like a negative rant. It's just like if they can highlight their history. I I still can't get this image out of my head of Liv. Draw Raquel close and smacking her in the face yeah. like a Dave Chappelle's kid. Like, what did they say to the face? Whack. You know what I'm saying? Liv has punked out Raquel so many times. Yeah. So it's weird to see Raquel smiling so hard from ear to ear saying, I'm so happy that I can use you as a human torpedo or whatever she was saying. There's so much history between them. I even wrote down they're a toxic tag team because one minute they can't break tables in a match together <laughs> and the next minute they're trying to break bread together as tag team champions. But I appreciate Liv saying, you know, we're still a new tag team and we're still getting to know each other. Thank you. Because at least they didn't say the Natalia Nightheart staple. You are my best friend. <laughs> or you How were my best, best friend. friends are you going to have in this that business, was, Natty? I don't know side tab but that was a great type of wrestling yeah. when everyone's the best friend <laughs> anyway yeah so i appreciated live acknowledging that they're a new tag team and they got a lot of kinks to work out you know the fact they got matching flaming jackets is, is one thing so they need to work on being a tag team so i appreciate they they're doing something it was something different i think that's why i enjoyed this part of smackdown probably them other parts of smackdown because sure. afterwards who came out who came out but sony who? deville who 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 who? Woo. Oh, I'm defeated. Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green came out, and they're talking about like, oh, I was getting dumber by the minute listening to you, and we are undervalued, underappreciated. We're we're overlooked. Adam Pierce, that that pea brain nobody, he can't run this show properly because where's our title shot, etc. I, I I also want to add that uh, Sonya has 
won a single match since August. She hasn't. She's won one, and it was the qualifier to get into the WrestleMania four way. That's, wow. that, that's it. That's the only match she's won. And if you if you take if you go back further than that, mm. say she's won two matches, then the mo- most previous match prior to that one was when she wasn't even wrestling. She just took Shayna Baszler and beat up Naomi. All right, and that was like October of 2021. So like Sonya doesn't win on this show. That's why you don't get title I w- shots. Okay, I want to say the complaint. She had a rivalry over the women's title in January, but whatever. Go the, on. The, the complaint department, as they are unofficially hey, it's called. Me. <laughs> I'm the complaint department today. All right, I'm gonna put this down here. So Sonya Deville hasn't won a title in a while, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy the dynamic. Oh, I was hoping like, no rain with the camera. No, 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 that's good. Okay, that's a solid shot. Yeah, go oh. for it. I enjoyed the dynamic between Carmella and Chelsea. I thought they had something great, lightning in the bottle moment. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Carmella has mysteriously disappeared from the screen. It's really odd, yeah, but go it, on. It, well, it disappeared from a wrestling ring. She's been around. She's at WrestleMania hosting something with mm-hmm. uh, Corey. Then they put Sonya there, which is not bad because it, it was less random than when they tried to put Piper Niven in there for yeah. that one week. They were auditioning tag team partners because Sonya and, and Chelsea got history of both complaining at the same time within the vicinity of Adam Pierce. So them teaming up kind of made sense. I'm hoping Chelsea comes back. I'm um, sorry. Carmella comes back and they become a trio because I like the dynamics. I don't want to kick. Sonya out because if you kick Sonya out of this tag team, she'll go back to doing nothing and losing complaining. I'd rather her complain and win matches and have credibility. And I also like the fact that she brought up the fact that we haven't really been talking about. Lita is the tag team champion. Mm. Trish filled in and yeah, you know, there's yeah. there is some slight discrepancies. So I'm glad that Sonya had actual gripe to talk about. So for me, that was like tick in the point. So I was like, yeah, that's how, it, it, that's a way to start a feud. Yeah. And they get in the ring and Liv says, well, I think we found our next tag team challengers. And they fight and Sonya and Chelsea roll out of the ring. And that's the end of the segment. And they're going to do this match, I think, next week. They no, ran. really? Yeah, I think so. Can we just do a backlash? I like that because I don't want to do a thing of like, they have the tag match and then... I guess because it's probably a gimmick, a screw finish happens and they complain for a rematch, a backlash. No, I don't know. A lot of diminishing returns, as I, I like to say, because it's kind of like it's gone from this exciting matchup. Well, exciting for me, because I, I don't know how many people are excited about this. It, for me, I'm, I'm happy that the, the women's tag division has tag teams. Do they? Who? 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 I mean, you got Ronda and Shayna, who are, I think are both hurt, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. You got these two. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Damage control is kind of falling apart, it seems. Yeah, but it's, it's it's a few more than we had a few months ago. Well, you're not wrong there, I suppose. But we have something to get into. Yes, we it's do. the thing that I've most wanted to talk about on this show. It's yes. what we should have led up with. Yes, we wanted to do the whole thing, like the whole like you know thumbnail and everything, madcap. <laughs> so we had the return of Shinsuke Nakamura on this show. That is not what the actual story here is. Shinsuke Nakamura comes out. He's got a new robe. People are singing his song. They're happy to see him back. I'm happy to see Shinsuke Nakamura back. He had his whole song, by the way. It's been a while. It had the whole entire intro. It it, it, it didn't go the... Yeah. It 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 didn't go straight to the chorus. It had a... Dun, 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 dun. And he had violins. And he had a new robe. And so he comes out and he does his entrance and it's cool. And then backstage, Emma's talking with Mad Cat Moss. And he's like, 
She's like, don't listen to them. They should be cheering you. Shinsuke Nakamura's got nothing on you. He hasn't won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Nope. Won the Royal Rumble. Which is much better. Which is much better. <laughs> this man is an IWGP heavyweight champion. And, and the mid-card champion in the WWE. Yeah. What I loved yeah, towards the end, it was like, do it for us. I like the fact that Emma's just like, I, I would love it if the red was on the line. Like, yeah. I, I feel like there, was, there was unintentional hilarity in that backstage segment. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, there is so much money to be made on Madcap Moss and Emma being an obnoxious couple. Yeah. <laughs> that Emma doesn't see that her boyfriend's a loser, but she sees him as a winner. So she would just barge into all the office. I think Madcap should win this match. Madcap should do this. Madcap should do that. And then one day Adam Pitch would be like, what about you? What do you want? Yeah. That should be the payoff. But I love the fact that Emma is this like obnoxious cheerleader of a boyfriend. She's hyping him up. He maybe has a little confidence issue. I don't know. She gave him a new outfit and he's got his new taunt that he's been trying to do. Oh so there's God. there's so we'll much. Yeah, we'll get to it. So I feel like there is Madcap Moss is a baby face, kind of a failed experiment. I feel like he had that goodwill when he kind of broke his neck against Drew McIntyre and he toughed it through. So he, he had that newfound respect for him and then he turned babyface against Happy Corbin and then he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale in between all of that stuff. But since then, they haven't really capitalized on him because they haven't really given him a character. He's like a creative wrestler. You can just do anything with Madcap Moss and it, it wouldn't be out of character because we don't know his character. He still has the name Madcap, which is weird because he's not making jokes anymore. So he should be Riddick Moss. So again... Him and Emma got potential to be a, a obnoxious couple because they did a little slow heel turn. Mm -hmm. And Emma says here, like, you're going to go out there and you're going to show them why you should be the top pick in the WWE draft. And he's like, yeah, the do top you think, pick. Do you, do you think they're underlining that he might not get picked? Do you think they'll do like the Heath Slater, like he's the last one left in the draft room or they, something? They, they got to. I think they have to go with it. No, but I, I think, nah, if anything, it's going to be Corbin. Yeah, maybe it's both of them, and they end up back together. I was a loser. I, I hate it, but like the, the dynamic would be different. It would be like do me jokes. It'd be like oh, I'm disgruntled. I'm disgruntled too. Now that I've said this, I feel like I've spoken it into the universe. But regardless, he walks through the curtain, and he was getting booze this time. I don't know if they were piped in or not because it, it felt in. a little piped bit piped in. in. Yeah. I feel like he's still the guy who gets no reaction as opposed to a bad one. But he comes out, and he does this thing. Where he draws a box <laughs> and then he kicks it. <laughs> I don't know what that means. He's shattering the glass. I don't know. Is he shattering glass? Usually you're supposed like that's going up. He said, "You put me in the box. I break box." <laughs> was it a window? Was it? Yeah. Was it a TV? He's busting out of a window. He's doing charades. <laughs> this is how you do TV and charades. He. Kicks through this thing. Always misses pyro. I would have popped hard for a pyro. Bam! WCW style pyro. Just. I got a message from Luke Owen like a couple hours ago. Really? Just being like, my only contribution to this SmackDown podcast is that Madcap Moss's entrance was hysterically awful. <laughs> and he's right. What was this? And My guy, sort it out. And it's not the first time he's done that little flying kick, but he doesn't commit to the kick. He's kind of like, eh. <laughs> it was such a weak... This wasn't like 
during Goldberg's entrance when he does his first kick and the pyro goes off and it's impactful. This is just like a, a whimper. Yeah, yeah it's like a yeah. whimper. Because he did that in the Fatal 4-Way because that's when I first noticed that when he won yeah. the Fatal 4-Way, he started doing that. And I was like, oh man, what is this? You don't even do martial arts. I, I was baffled by this. And then we got the match. And honestly, the match was totally inconsequential. Like, Madcap Moss charges Shinsuke Nakamura. He kind of shoulders him in the corner. He does the worst fallaway slam I've ever seen. And I don't know if Nakamura was supposed to counter this I or something. He, I think like, he meant to counter. It looked like yeah. one of the deals where you kind of get lifted up and then get mm. just land on your feet. But mm. Nakamura maybe was actually knocked loopy. That's what they said on commentary. But, like, he kind of, like, threw him over his head and Nakamura like landed on his feet and then lay down. Yeah. And then Madcap went for a, a pin. So something got messed up here one way or another. And Nakamura just like gets up, hits his kick sequence, does the come on thing, and then hits a flying knee and then hits the Kinshasa and that's the end. It basically, he did the Nakamura greatest hits. Yeah, th that's it. He missed the, the good vibrations thing in the corner but that was pretty much it otherwise this was just you know your standard return match and then afterwards mad cop tried to go for him again and nakamura just rolled him through into an arm bar juju katami yeah <clears throat> put him in the juju katami and, and had him there and then emma pulled him out of the ring and then that was it she kind of like yelled at him like what happened that's what i'm saying there is potential there's there. something going on maybe there's but like i don't know emma being a cheerleader to a loser boyfriend that's that's hilarious it's just she they should go with it. I, I'm, I'm saying that there is something there with Emma Madcap Moss's Moss as heels. They should go all the way. This obnoxious couple. This woman talks up a boyfriend. She's like, I know who can beat Brock Lesnar. Who? Madcap Moss. And everyone starts laughing. Ah, he'll show you. There is element of humor there. Go with it. Go with it. Honestly, just give me something. Because I still Anything. don't know what Madcap Moss's character is. He doesn't have one. He, he he he's the guy with a hot girlfriend and nothing else and a ponytail and he likes to kick in invisible boxes. You know, it's better than Raquel's, who's I smile and have a back. <laughs> oh Lord. But backstage, Scarlet is doing her tarot reading for Shinsuke Nakamura, who's on one of the cards, and then Karrion Cross says TikTok. I'm not very excited for a Karrion Cross Shinsuke Nakamura feud. I'm not going to lie. I'm not excited for that. I was kind of hoping that Karrion Cross would get drafted to Raw. He might do. And just kind of get away from the show that I have to review. And maybe this is just like a really short two or three week thing and they wrestle a backlash and then go their separate ways. Maybe they both get drafted to Raw. I don't know. But I saw this and I was like, oh, oh, that's not a combination that I think is going to be very good. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. I'm going to lift the veil for everyone. This is a battle of two former NXT champions, just to let you know. Sure is. It is. If former uh, two-time NXT champions. Both exactly. of them. See, exactly. So that's what you have to, you have to draw in. I'm trying to add some credence, <laughs> some credentials to carry across because he hasn't had any this year. We're now in April. He hasn't really done much, which nope. is awkward. So if it was last year when he first came back, I'd be like, oh, they're going to feed Nakamura to him. But I feel like it's the other way around. I feel like because he has no momentum, Shinsuke just come back, Shinsuke's going to win. If Shinsuke loses, I'll be shocked. Well, we will see. 
And then the last thing that happened on this show was the Viking Raiders attack Braun Strowman and Ricochet backstage. No, no. The smelly Viking Raiders. Well, the smelly, the new smelly Viking Raiders. The new smelly vicious Viking Raiders. <laughs> they attacked them backstage. Overall, there wasn't a whole lot to recommend on this show. And by a whole lot, I think I mean nothing. I didn't enjoy the SmackDown a whole lot. Again, like the wrestling was fine. Yes. But we didn't have like the opening six man tag that we had last week between the Brawling Brutes and Imperium, where I was like, well, that at least was a good match that I would recommend people to go out of their way to see. There wasn't anything on this show that I would recommend people go out of their way to see at all. Like, not a promo, not the main event. Not what you mean? I recommend you I watch recommend Matt Camos' entrance. Matt Camos bust through an invisible window. <laughs> But you can check that out in a GIF on Twitter. You don't have to go and watch this SmackDown, y'all. I gave this a two out of five. W what say you, Sat? For, for people that are admirers of the women's division, you would enjoy Madcap Moss's entrance and Emma watching Madcap Moss wrestle. That's the only thing I can recommend. And Nakamura's hood looked great. Watch the entrance of Nakamura. That's what I recommend. And the pyro. Of Raquel and Liv, they had a good pyro, and, and and Chelsea's a great performer. I just love watching her cut a promo. She oddly sounds a bit like Lana with her American accent. There's something mm. there's something Lana esque about how she she delivers her lines. But anyway, yes, uh, two and a half yeah. out of five or three, if I want to be kinder to the fact the women were featured. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, a Moni Myrtle, but I hope next week's SmackDown is even better than this one because I am worried that they're, they're, they're not doing anything new. Even the fact that Riddle came back and he got taken out by Solo, that's been done before. Mm -hmm. So all I want is a less things that have been done before and something that's new and that progresses things. The fact that, oh, Roman Reigns is angry at the Usos. When is he not angry at the Usos? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's difficult because I look at this and I don't think like, well, I know that Xavier is not going to wrestle Walter for the Intercontinental title at the pay-per-view. But I look at Backlash coming in in just a few weeks and I'm just like, what matches that are being built to for that show from SmackDown that I'm looking forward to? And I don't have any. Like, there's nothing. Nah. And that's disappointing. Mm -hmm. But it is what it is. So, if you agree, let us know. If you don't, at me. Pete you Quinnell on Twitter. <laughs> you could argue that Rhea versus Zelina could be a match. I mean, it's in Puerto Rico, and Zelina yeah. may wear the colors, and you know, you know, you know. It's something new, at the very least. But, like, again, that's based on an assumption that that's where they're going. meantime before we get out of here though we've got some very special shout outs to give that being the $25 and above pledge hammers over at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk you can get your own custom wrestling nickname read out on a show just like this including always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore yeah Le Meilleur Amand links the sun yeah pick him up loot sponge yeah Lord Chris Zantor yeah. Manipulating Manny Amaria. Yeah. How'd you like them apples? Marcel Durer. Yeah. Marcus, he's got soul. Campbell. Yeah. 
Have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. Yeah. He's got two first names, Matt Howard. Yeah. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Yeah. Max Kurt Wallander Wallen. Yeah. Michael Jensen Radio. Yeah. Thank you very much to our $25 and above pledge hammers. You can get your own custom wrestling nickname read on our show just like this going over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk, which is a very good time to start signing up because we've got two episodes of survival series having just come out this month and you can see the full uncut versions of those shows you get early access to monday night war you get early access to adam's new fantasy booking where he books the retirement of brock lesnar as well as plenty of other exclusive contents you get a new podcast every single week exclusive to patreon but in the meantime as well some other plugs real quick make sure that you check out the latest episode of cutscene why Street Fighter the movie looks nothing like Street Fighter the game over at Cutscene with our good friend Luke Owen. And you can check out the end of the whole Wrestle Talk storyline, the pipe bomb promo challenge between Pete and Ollie Davis right now over on the Wrestle Talk main channel. Make sure you check that out. And Sat, I, oh. will, I will see you next week. Whoa. No, 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 you won't. I'm gone for two weeks. <gasps> I won't see you next week, Sat. No, so guys, just let you know, just to fill you in, pulling back the curtain. I'm going to Ireland for a wedding. I'm I'm, I'm going there for like, for like, I'm Sat missing. Loves love. Yes, I'm, I, I love love. Friend of mine's getting married. I'm going to, you know, catch up with old friends I haven't seen in a while. So traveling to Ireland and back is going to take me two weeks. <laughs> Figure that out. So hey, I'll be it's back. It's right there. How's it going to take two weeks? It won't. It's just I need to leave next Saturday. And when we come back, we'll be next Sunday, if that makes sense. Beginning of May, basically. You, you guys will figure out what I'm trying to say. But I'm giving you two weeks to, to miss me or be happy that I'm gone. But I'll be back. Like a boogeyman, I'll be back. Well, after two weeks. For the next three shows, then. Sign us out, Sat. With your haunted belt. Okay. The house always wins. House of the Black Mask. House always wins. Same side each time. Same side each channel. Not for the next two weeks. See ya. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.